Welcome to One to Watch Wednesday featuring independent and emerging artists from across Canada. My name is Sarah Scott and thanks for hanging out today. DRC Music sponsors One to Watch Wednesday. A big thanks going out to them. And they have teamed up with the town of Stony Plain for most of the summer for summer sessions. Live music has been back for the last few weeks and it's been amazing. You gotta check out summer sessions. They've had some great acts so far and they've got many more coming up. If you're listening on today, July 28th, Jamie Warren is playing with Tracy Lynn. Next week, Bobby Wills and Brandon Lorenzo. Talk about some great music right there. Oh yeah. (laughs) Well, Summer Sessions, it is happening all the way through till August 11th at Heritage Park in Stony Plain. There are no tickets required and the shows are open to the public with no capacity restrictions. Concerts are going to be happening rain or shine and the gates open each night at 5.30. Special guest performances are at 6.30. Headliners go on at 7. If you can't make it in person... No worries. The concerts are going to be live streamed on the town's Facebook page and YouTube channels and on DRC Music's Facebook page as well. In the spotlight this week is Langley, B.C.'s country artist Rod Black. He was born to a professional rodeo family moving regularly around Canada in his early life and he immersed himself in vintage classics from southern rock pioneers to original country outlaws. We talk all about his inspirations in both country and rock, about his former band Jet Black Stare and how he tapped into his country roots after Jet Black Stare was on a hiatus. We talk about all of his accolades and recognitions, about some of his favorite activities during the summer, and so much more. You're also going to hear two of his songs, Keep It On and his latest, Lake Town. I'm pretty darn excited for this episode, so let's get right on into it. First off, thank you so much for being a part of One to Watch Wednesday, Rod. Really appreciate your time today. Now, you started performing at a very young age. You were just six years old when you first performed in a Christmas play, and you were hooked from that moment on. I mean, your dad played guitar, so you were always, you know, in the music scene, and you had various instruments around the house. However, you didn't learn to play an instrument until much later on in life because of your stubbornness and selfish desire to <laughs> wanting to be a front man in your career. So tell us a bit about how your career has grown <clears throat> since you were, well, six years old. <laughs> well, basically, yeah, I, I was doing the murals. I was doing the painting of the murals behind the stage and just singing along to the lead role. And it's just the weird, crazy how the universe works, I guess. The individual... Yeah, he got sick, unfortunately, but was fortunate for me, I guess, because I knew the parts kind of got thrown into that limelight, if you will, gymnasium full of kids and family for a Christmas play. So that was amazing. And then by the age of uh, 13, 2014, I was uh, putting my first band together. I just kind of knew what I wanted to do. I mean, obviously, there was a little bit of pressure with the rodeo family. Of course, my dad really wanted me to get out there and all that kind of stuff. And I still enjoyed that. But I always knew, you know, that uh, music is what I wanted to do. Definitely at a young age. For sure. You did grow up in a rodeo family and country music was predominantly played in your household. So you were listening to like Waylon Jennings, Johnny Cash and Elvis, among many, many others. 
And that definitely was an asset to your overall musical development and career. Mm -hmm. But as you got older, you were introduced to classic rock like ACDC, Aerosmith, Bon Jovi, and all those guys. And you always felt like if you could combine the two musical styles, it could be something big. And it has led you to something big. So how have you combined all of your influences into your sound today? You know, it's kind of funny that you say that because I look back at uh, when I started and stuff and I haven't really changed. So I guess I did achieve that goal. I remember telling my friends that that if I could just mix country and uh, rock and roll together, I'd have something. Right now, there's definitely the influences. Uh, I can hear the Bon Jovi, definitely hear a bit of, uh, you know, the Waylon in there, in there as well. Uh, I don't have that Southern twang, so to speak, but uh, definitely a bit of that attitude, uh, that swagger, I guess, if you will. It seems to come out in the songs. And again, and that does definitely has a lot to do with my dad too, because he was always playing guitar and all that kind of stuff too, right? So the influences were definitely there. But yeah, I'm just really thankful that uh, the journey has kind of led me to where I'm at right now, still kind of staying true to my roots with being country and of course, rock and roll. That's super sweet. So when you go into a writing session, how do you do it? And how do you get a song started? You know, it's funny. Whenever I'm writing a song, I try to get it to at least 80%, in my opinion, anyway. And just so when I can convey that song idea to a producer, to another co-writer, or whatever the case is, they can kind of hear where I'm going on the message, but also, you know, that I've put enough time into it to kind of mold it a bit. Um, and then it gives them, you know, the opportunity to take it right over the top, which they usually do. <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty much it. I try to stick to my roots as much as I possibly can. For sure. And what I've noticed with your songs over the last couple of years of getting to know you is they always have either an inspirational message or a message of hope in them, such as Walk On and also Keeping On, for example. So what sort of inspirations do you take into the writing room with you? A lot of artists do say, you know, their life and personal experiences and inspirations like that. So what do you do when you go into the writing room? I take in my flat line. I'm, that's probably about the, as honest as I can be with that. Ever since then, when I was 19, when I flatlined, it changed my life forever. Everything, just the way I looked at life, looked at individuals and everything. And I wasn't really a bad person. I just think that I was pretty uh, self-centered a bit. You're in high school and I was getting in trouble with the teachers and stuff like that. But after that happened and changed the way I looked at everything, I always promised myself that if I got that second chance that I'm very thankful for, I'm actually, I guess, third chance, I guess, because the car accident was right after that. But to basically stay true to who I am, I do believe that it's, I kind of almost feel like a vessel at times. That makes sense. Songs kind of just come from dreams, from who come to me and the message of whatever the case is. So I feel that's very important for me to get that across. You know, obviously influenced by my family, that's for sure. When I go in, I'm really thinking about that experience that happened when I was 19. I'm just thankful for getting that second chance. And, you know, I'm trying to make the best of it, if that makes sense. For the benefit of those who may not be too familiar with you or your musical career, if you could describe <laughs> how you got started out and we already kind of discussed that, but started out with a hard rock band, Jet Black Stare, and yes. it turned back into a country position for you in the industry because you mentioned that Jet Black Stare originally did start as country and it went to rock and now you're back to country. So how did that all work out? <laughs> yeah, that's it's a pretty funny story. Uh, Jet Black Stare was basically uh, myself and a cowboy hat, a couple of musicians at the, in the early stages anyway. I and mean, I was just going around Vancouver and you know playing some country rock, basically. Of course, when I got together with the boys, Dan and Flip and Dave and uh, Shane in the beginning and everything like that, it kind of took a different 
different direction. When we got the record deal, L.A. Reid really wanted us to, to be a little heavier. Even though if you listen to Fly and then you listen to Ready to Roll, it sounds like two different bands. You know, I do that all the time with my friends some that are not familiar with Jeff Black's there, because that was more of a household name type of in the rock scene in the States, not so much in Canada. So when I tell my friends about Jeff Black's there, the ones that aren't familiar with it um, or new to it, I'll say play fly and then play ready roll. And they're like, wow, this is two different bands. So it kind of makes sense. So I'm just kind of feeling I'm getting a, you know, another chance to kind of go back to where it all started in a sense. Yeah. I'm just kind of taking it one day at a time. Sarah, you know me, I'm just, I don't take myself very serious to start off with. So I just kind of take it, honestly, I just enjoy every day and whatever's going to happen around the corner is going to happen. Absolutely. Love that. Yep. For sure. So with Jetpack Sarah being on hiatus, you did tap back into your country roots again, and you mm-hmm. collaborated with CCMA award-winning Jeff Johnson in 2014 mm-hmm. for Keeping On, which we're going to talk about and play here in a couple of minutes. But that song led you to reaching Canadian Billboard Top 20 charts, and it earned you a 2015 nomination from the Canadian Radio Music Awards for Best New Group or Solo Artist in the Country category, and the BC Country Music Association nomination for Male Artist of the Year, and the Ray McCauley Horizon Award. These are some pretty big deals to be happening. So how did that feel to be recognized right off the bat with the country project with Keeping On? It felt really good. It just, you know, anytime anybody takes time to listen to music to start off with, that's a huge bonus. And I'm really thankful for that. And just to be um, nominated, you know, I kind of felt like my dad was looking down, kind of, you know, a bit proud, you know what I mean? Um, I'm the only son in the family. So you know, that was a pretty big moment for, for my family in general, and obviously myself. But yeah, it just kind of feels good to get out there and people taking the time. And that's where it all starts. And then if the awards or, you know, nominations come, that's a little bonus on the way. For sure. So keeping on, the meaning behind the song is about a hero's journey and going through the struggles and always having faith in yourself, especially when there are difficult obstacles that are placed in front of you. So keeping on, when you wrote it, before we play it here, tell us what it does mean to you and how you got it started. Well, I was uh, living in Abilene, Texas at the time, and Keep It On was uh, kind of just started there. And then I just had this kind of vision in my head of the the journey, of the hero's journey, if you will, being in the trenches and stuff and something I definitely can relate to, especially, you know, being raised in a rodeo family, right? Like the tough cowboys. Yeah. And then I just, I came up to Canada. I showed Jeff the idea. We were actually working on a different song and he was upstairs making coffee and I was down in the studio and I just started playing this idea. Jeff came down and said, what the heck is that? And I told him and then we talked about the storyline and then just, and keep it on was created. And so, you know, that kind of caught us off guard, especially when you're starting to hear about it going on to radio. And then, you know, obviously not too long before that, here I was on, you know, having radio success in the States with Jet Black Stare. It was a little bit surreal, kind of like, wow, now I get to to wear the cowboy hat again, which my dad would be very proud of. Now here is the song, This Is Keeping On by our guest, Rod Black. Never hit so hard Small towns to city lights Broken roads to mountain highs Running fast Running free
crashing down. Would you walk or stand your ground? I got a hill that's hard to climb, but everything's gonna be Black keeping on on one to watch Wednesday. Now, Rod, you have performed on numerous stages across North America. You've shared the stage with Dirk Bentley, Chris Young, Dallas Smith, Megan Patrick, Three Doors Down, and Stained and Shine Down. Oh man, those are some pretty big names to be sharing the stage with. If you could play on any stage with any artist, who would it be? And also to add on to that question, what has been your favorite performance so far? Well, Garth Brooks. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. I don't really have to think about that one. And that was just because I got to finally get to see him in concert a while back. And I'm telling you, that's still the best concert I've ever seen in my entire life. I don't even know if I'll ever get to see one that good. There's just something really special and magical, and everybody in the room felt it. It was three show uh, sold out shows, and it was GM Place back in the day. Now, the best performance, you know, we were in New Jersey. There was uh, an incident that happened there. My mic was uh, muted and it was by accident from the sound guy. So I came out full throttle and our agents were there and label was there. And it was a sold out show and it was opening for uh, Two Doors Down, Hinder and Stained. And so that was pretty surreal because everybody's kind of like, hey, we can't hear you. But I was in my own world. And then finally the sound guy caught on. And so I'll never forget that. That was a bit of a train wreck in the beginning. So I always forget those. I, I'm always hard on myself and that stuff. But the one that I think probably stands out the most was Riverfest. And that was with Dirk Bentley and Chris Young and, and the list goes on in Dallas and everybody. But we um, got to be a part of something really, really magical that night. And I think we all felt it. We had uh, Cash Crawford on the bill and everything. It was just really special. I'll never forget that. And then Dirk's gave me a little bit of a shout out. And that made me feel really good. It was a beautiful day, Rock and River. And yeah, I, I'll, that's probably one that stands out. That sounds like a really great time. Those sound like interesting and great experiences experiences at the same time too. So yeah. you've been in the industry for quite some time. You've worked and uh, been on stage with quite a few people in many different levels of the industry and many different artists. 
What is some of the best advice that you've received throughout your career? Well, stay true to yourself. Really, just stay true to yourself. Don't try to be what somebody else is doing because they've already got that position. Always write from the heart. Not every song is going to be a, a great one, quote unquote. And what is a great song? <laughs> you know, how do we know, right? We don't know. That's really left up to the audience to decide for that one. But what it boils down to is, yeah, just stay true to yourself. Just be a good person. Let that come out in the music. For sure. So how do you stay true to yourself and stay authentic to yourself? Again, I go back to that flatline. I just really am thankful for getting that chance to, to still be here on this earth. So I try to be the best person I can. If I'm writing something and it gives me chills, then I really continue with it. It's not doing anything for me. I don't want to try to fake it. You know, I just really want to just go with the vibe. That's pretty much what I do. It's almost like your parents when you're growing up or whatever the case is and you, you do something bad and now you fast forward, you always go back to that moment when you did something bad because you'll never forget that lesson you learned. Whether it was soap in your mouth for swearing or, you know, for something like that. But in the situation that happened to me when I was 19, I always go back to that. It humbles you. It really does. I'm just really, truly, to be honest with you, Sarah, very thankful for even getting another chance. Every day, I just kind of enjoy the moment, stay as true as I can to myself. That's so wonderful. Now, since you have reunited with Jeff Johnson, you've released a few more singles since 2014, mm -hmm. of course, including Walk On, which was a number one hit on iTunes, top 100 country charts in South Africa. Also, you have a new song called Barely Getting By that also came out this year, 2021. And you have Lake Town that is currently out as well, which we're going to talk about here in a couple of seconds and play here in a couple of seconds as well. But you also are working working on new music that is leading to a new EP that is due later out this year, possibly. What's going on with that? <laughs> yeah, just uh, getting back at it with the whole thing with uh, COVID, it, you know, kept a lot of us and still is uh, a lot of us in, in bubbles. And so I've been writing like crazy. It was just time to put out something. And so we're just kind of working on that right now. Now, the hard part and the good part is, uh, you know, all in one is uh, basically picking what the next songs are going to be. And I've got a couple songs, one with a, a definitely a strong message a conversation I had, you know, with my dad, so to speak, I'll say hi to heaven. You know, that one's going to be an emotional one. And that might even be just an acoustic because I think that that's kind of maybe the direction it should go. And then I've got a couple other ones too, some uh, some high tempo uh, country rockers and stuff like that that I've been kind of working on. So, you know, until, you know, we're a couple months away, or sorry, a couple of weeks, I guess it would be, or a month away from releasing the EP, we won't know what's going to be exactly on there. <laughs> it could be a last minute thing the way things are going right now. For sure. Well, it sounds well-rounded so far and super cool. And I'm excited mm -hmm. to see where it goes. Now, before we talk about some fun stuff here, like your favorite activities over the summer to kind of coincide with Lake Town coming up, what do you have going on this summer? What's going on? What kind of shows are you putting on? Well, my sister unfortunately had a brain aneurysm a little bit, uh, a little while ago, and that really kind of stopped me in my track, well, in our whole family in general. So I put my music on hold. And, and so now that she's starting to do better, my purpose has changed quite a bit than just going back on stage. Now I'm doing a bunch of acoustic things for, you know, to benefit, to help her with the oxygen barrier chambers. So that's really, really helping her with the recovery. And just being, a, you know, being the best big brother I can. And so I feel, you know, with my music, if I can do some acoustic stuff and some donations come in to help my sister out, I've done my job. That's my purpose right now. How can people help you support her? Really, if you just go to our, our to my Facebook under the Rod Black Music or uh, even the Instagram, I've been making posts on that kind of stuff. You know, you can go to the GoFundMe. She's actually got a song that uh, she was just was getting ready to release, but now she'll be releasing a little bit later called Superwoman. So we were in the studio and it was just getting mixed. And then unfortunately, she had the aneurysm. So that's kind of been the focus now is for her to get better. We're going to tie in her single in the GoFundMe. So, But I'll definitely give you a link for that. I appreciate you asking that, by the way. 
for sure. Really wishing her all the best. And man, when that song comes out, let me know. And we'll definitely mm-hmm. see what we can do when it comes to sharing it, of course. Now, yep. you have this great new song out called Lake Town, and it is a perfect summer song. So before we talk about it, what are some of your favorite summer activities? What do you like to do on a hot summer day? <laughs> really? I just love, <laughs> I'm not a big uh, getting into the water. I mean, I'll go on a boat and all that kind of stuff, but I've never really been that much into the water. So I'm more sitting on the beach with a guitar, enjoying the sun, nice cold beer, it's definitely fishing and, uh, you know, just block out the world. And that's pretty much it. You know, do a little bit of, uh, you know, tubing and all that kind of stuff. But uh, for the most part, you know, enjoy it. It's, you know, a lot, you know, but no, no uh, wakeboarding or anything like that. I haven't really got into that. So. <laughs> nothing too crazy yet. <laughs> nothing. No. Yeah. I mean, nothing too crazy to be honest with you. Yeah. So like I always ask the artist, tell me a bit about your song before we play it. But I feel like Lake Town is fairly self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. It is just a super fun summer jam that needs to be cranked up real loud in people's cars or on the beach mm-hmm. with a beer. But I mean, like, if you want to give us a little explanation about the song, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure, Sarah. Lake Town was actually created uh, with Jeff Johnson and myself. But uh, what happened is uh, it was the wintertime and we were just finishing up on another song. And Jeff came up with this really cool guitar riff and kind of looked at him and that's, that's pretty cool. What's that? And then we just started talking about, you know, the summertime and missing the cabins and all that kind of stuff, and fishing and all that stuff. And I said, well, man, you know, maybe we should uh, write a summer song, you know, since we're in the winter, change up the vibe a little bit. And that's kind of what happened, you know, and it, uh, and then we were just uh, recorded it, put a demo together, just sat on it for a bit, waiting for the, the right time. I feel like that's kind of a common theme. Like Christmas songs are written in July and then summer exactly. songs are written at Christmas because we're all dreaming of either one of them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, here it is. This is Lake Town by our guest, Rod Black. I heard the winter hit a record high. Been a week straight, warm sunshine. And I got a gig in a cover band. Lakeside Drive, summer in the sand.
summer I'll be sticking around Blenders turning liquid courage and they ain't slowing down Margaritas, senoritas, pontoons slipping in the water Take me to Lake Town Rob Black with his latest song, Lake Town. And a couple of minutes ago, you also heard his song, Keepin' On. And you can get all of Rod's music wherever you buy, download, or stream your music right now. You can also follow along Rod's musical journey on all of his social media platforms and at rodblackcountry.rocks. A massive thank you going out to Rob Black for hanging out on One to Watch Wednesday this week. That was a ton of fun. And a big thank you going out to DRC Music for sponsoring One to Watch Wednesday. Go check out Summer Sessions with the town of Stony Plain. DRC Music has lined up a ton of great music all the way through till August 11th. Jamie Warren and Tracy Lynn are tonight. Bobby Wills and Brandon Lorenzo are next week. There are no tickets required. You just head on down to Heritage Park. Go check out more details on Stony Plains website or on DRC Music's Facebook page. Thank you for listening this week. My name is Sarah Scott and have a great rest of your day.